Let's go check in with Jim Comperoni, SpartanMag.com, VMSU Insider, now part of the On3.com team, and we'll talk about the end of Michigan State's basketball season, and I know I've had a ton of Spartan fans come at me in person, on my social networks, on all my messaging, saying, you know what, if we just would have beaten K-State, we would have a shot at winning it all in Houston. And I know Izzo talked about it last Friday on the show. And Comp, when you look at how the Elite Eight shook out and who's going to Houston, you're a state fan, it's going to be hard not to put down the what-if game. I agree. I agree. And, you know, former Michigan State legendary hockey coach Ron Mason used to say that sometimes it's not your best team that wins it all. Sometimes your best team gets knocked out, and then some year you might not be as good. But the the dominoes fall correctly, and that's the one that wins it all. You know, you look back at Michigan State, went to the Final Four and lost to Butler back in 2010. Pretty good Michigan State team. Kalen Lucas the previous year was Big Ten Player of the Year. He becomes injured. They lose to Butler by a point or two. Butler goes and loses to Duke in the national title game by a point or two. Krzyzewski would say that was definitely the weakest team he ever had that won a national title. But the chips fell positively for Duke on that year. Was not his best team. Of course, he won several others, but that one came through for him. And I have to believe in the back of Izzo's mind, if not the front of Izzo's mind, he's watching Florida Atlantic move on, and he's got to think that could have been Michigan State. And the instructions ahead of Michigan State possibly to sneak through there, um, it was doable. Now, Michigan State was never good enough this year to beat UConn the way Connecticut has played here in the last couple of games. But that does not mean that UConn is going to be good or that good next week. You got to put weekends together, you got to string them together. And if Michigan State had been good enough to close off Kansas State, and if they had been good enough, to beat Florida Atlantic, that would have meant they were continuing to improve, and it would have been possible. And yeah, I, I think there's going to be some regrets when people look back on that one. And one thing I will say, and you watched it, uh, especially in the Elite Eight, even with K-State, that these legs are hitting the wall. You know, these teams have been through a long season. Then you throw in conference tournaments, depending on how far the teams advanced, and now you throw in flipping two weeks into the NCAA tournament, and you could see some teams laboring through. And that's why I look at UConn, and their depth paid off. You look at Miami, their depth paid off against Texas. Uh, You look at San Diego State, played a lot of minutes on that bench, and Creighton looked like they were going to pull away, and they could not pull away. And by the way, anybody debating whether that was a foul at the end, you saw the Creighton player push with the open arm or hand, it was a foul. I'm sorry, I know you wanted the dream, let's go to overtime, and everybody's worried about their brackets because I really enjoyed the Elite Eight when I didn't have one team remaining, comp. I hear you. That's why I, I, you know what? I don't fill out a bracket. Because if I fill out a bracket, it just, it just confuses and leaves me with conflicting thoughts about you know, which coach or which team I'd kind of like to see move on. And yeah, I've got some biases here and there. And uh, But I enjoy the tournament better without that if I'm able to watch most of the games. But when I'm covering the tournament, it's hard to watch all the games closely. But it's been in a, the tournament's just been bananas, and it's been fun. But, you know, the random nature of college basketball, it's becoming more and more random. It's been that way the last couple of years. Because, you know, the good teams rely on the three-pointers so much, but that thing can just, can just go away from you at times. Like Alabama, they look like the best team in the country the first two rounds. Then you go out and you have a three-for-27 night, 
and uh, you get bounced. One game, you get 40 minutes to prove you're the better team. It's a random sport anyway. It makes it entertaining, but it's going to be interesting moving forward in future years if we're going to see, I wonder if we're going to see Blue Bloods be less blue in the future. I don't know. I'm worried that TV wants expansion because then you get more markets, you get more eyes on the TV. I really, I think with the amount of money that's out there, Comp, I know I want to be the purist. Uh, It comes to baseball, it comes to changing things, but I'm telling you, uh, when you look at the PGA Tour, they ended the World uh, Golf Championship and match play won't be part of the PGA Tour uh, regular season, if I can use that phrase, moving forward, because they want as many big-name players on the TV screen as possible uh, for TV numbers. And there you go, and this is what's going to happen. The NCAA will expand because then more teams, our coaches, hey, look, man, we made the tournament. CBS expands it, you know, their family networks, TBS, TNT, and I think it's going to dilute it, and I do believe it's going to take away what we witnessed this year. Every year when you say, hey, this looks like a predictable bracket, all of a sudden you look up in the Final Four and hello Florida Atlantic, hello San Diego State, and hello Miami. I agree 100%. This year's been very entertaining, and they need to leave it just the way it is. But the NCAA is going to expand it for one reason and one money, reason. Money. Money. Yeah. yeah. So right now, you, there's, what, 68 teams that make it? That's 67 games. That's great. Uh, if they expand it to, you know, 128 teams, then they've got 127 games. They'll make more money just based on inventory. And it'll hurt the, a lot of the mystery and magic of the product. And I agree that would be a shame because they'd be making a financial decision. And they've got their own financial struggles. But at some point, that tournament, does it belong to the NCAA or does it belong to us? I kind of feel like it belongs to us, and they're messing with it, and I don't appreciate that as a a biased observer. A vote for Jim Camperoni is a vote to make college basketball great again. That's awesome, Comp. What a speech there with passion. Now, what they're going to do, I think, is they're going to take the play-in Tuesday and Wednesday and expand that to all regions. So right away, you're going to have, that would be eight teams in these play-ins at all these regions, right? And then they would just stick around if they win and be inserted. And if not, they go home. And they're going to now make the tournament week, that opening week, would be Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. You see where I'm coming from? Okay. That's my guess. I'm not saying I. They did invite me on the NCAA committee, but I told them I had a tea time in Maine. I couldn't make it. You should be in there. I'd like to see you go in there. No, I. You know, some common sense. Oh, the NCAA could use some common sense. I mean, they're the same people that will go after a school for you know a hamburger or go after Ferris State at the D2 level because they celebrated in their locker room and they lit up two cigars but if Georgia is drinking on the sideline or having cigars Stetson Bennett at the podium that's okay because the D1 schools make them money right yes yes oh, don't get me going yeah, me comp it. we could be like you could be my VP I could be the president we could do like a rally in Diamonddale at the Diamonddale International Airport and see how many people we could draw out. I, I just don't want you in that room with a baseball bat like Robert De Niro in that one movie walking around the table scared everybody. I, I love work, it. Though. I love it. it. Work. All right, so uh, Izzo has some work to do. He has one of his best recruiting classes coming in. I've already 
uh, heard some of the chatter that Michigan State will be one of the top five teams to watch next season. Uh, your thoughts on a year from now. How are we talking about that 2023-2024 Izzo coached Michigan State basketball team? A really interesting pool of talent that Michigan State is working with. Uh, a lot is up in the air. Does Tyson Walker come back? I'm guessing he does not. I'm hearing that the coaches are not sure about Malik Hall if he's coming back. Now, Malik Hall was inconsistent this year. He's had an inconsistent career. But he has the potential to put it together if he's healthy and have a really good senior year like you know some of the stretch fours they've had in the past. You go back and look what A.J. Granger was as a junior compared to a senior. You know, he ramped it up considerably. There's been other players that have done that as well. Kenny Goins was pretty good as a junior, was outstanding as a senior. I think Malik Hall could make a jump if he's healthy. If he comes back, we don't know if he's coming back or not as outside observers. Um, you know, you've got A.J. Hogard coming back as a senior. You know, he's, he's uh, everybody can see he's playing with man strength right now. And his, and his perimeter shot was better this year. It's going to continue to improve. you got an influx of talent coming in. Cohen Carr is going to be the best athlete in the program at about six, six and a half, coming in from Georgia. Um, he's going to provide uh, a push. You know, you have to see, you know, what happens uh, with uh, Jeremy Sears coming in as a true freshman point guard. Xavier Booker, a highly ranked stretch four, really good shooting and ball handling skill. He has to get tougher, and it's going to take a while for him to uh, get seasoned. But Jaden Akins, I expect him to make a step to be an all-big ten type of player. And, you know, you've got a team that's got some, some uh, a good bit of tournament experience now. So, yeah, that's a team to watch next year for sure. Jim Comproni, SmartMag.com. Comp, always appreciate the conversations. Uh, enjoy the weekend. We'll talk when we get close to the MSU spring football game. That sounds great. Thanks a lot, Bill. All right, Jim Comproni joining us from uh, Starlink 1. The rocket just lifted off from Cape Canaveral, Florida. And Comp has such a good mobile plan, he was able to get to 72,000 feet and not lose service.